Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. That's what I want to be doing. I'm like, oh, oh. Why? Why? Yeah. Because of how funny, like bringing yourself running yourself through the ringer when there's no need to why is that such a common occurrence it could be a common occurrence as of late just to bring awareness to it to then change that and to show and highlight where we create a lack of peace and how self-induced stress and problems and chaos is in most instances if not all yeah it's interesting because it's like that's what hmm. like if you think back to our recent conversations And it's almost as if that's how the whole world operates. Yeah. You know, like, I just think back to all of the different things that you shared with me recently and that I've shared with you. And it's us creating our own problems for no reason. (laughs) But where does that even come from? It's like feeding into anxiety narratives. Like, how does it get so far where it just takes its own life? And then it becomes our whole reality. Yeah, how how do we break that down? I know. It seems like not quite there because it's so ridiculous. And the only thing that comes to mind is how boring peace can be perceived. Like the desire for some sort of like action or stimulation to what can feel like stillness for a little longer than one is used to feeling. Yeah, the addiction to the chaos, because when you're exposed to such chaos or trauma or dysfunction, that's perceived as your norm. And then when you separate yourself from that and you are experiencing peace and stillness, it can be anxiety inducing and make you feel as if something's missing. And what's missing is that chaos. So it takes time getting used to the stillness, but I'm reflecting on my own self because I feel that I have separated myself from being addicted to chaos or needing to fix a problem some time ago. I remember the exact moment when this awareness came into my being. I was speaking to Franchi. We lived in the Bronx and I was like, I feel so weird. Like I have anxiety. There's no problem for me to solve. 
which I was so used to. And he explained it to me where he was like, no, this is normal. Like, this is how normal people live This is peace. And, and it was such a foreign concept because I traced it back to my grandmother always having to fix something, my mother always having to fix something, all the different women in my family always having to be the problem solver while keeping together a running household. So it was so normal for there to be chaos and dysfunction, yet you keep yourself busy by working through those things and fixing them. And so being that I have been practicing this for some time, like this awareness, I really question myself, am I not used to the peace? You know, why am I creating these problems or causing self-inflicted chaos when there's no need for it? Why? Yeah, I totally hear you because as of late, my life has been so peaceful and still. And then as of most recent, it just got flipped upside down and it for me, it came from a trauma response, like going deeper into an old trigger that resurfaced that I thought I already addressed. But the deepening of that trigger is what came forward to be released and acknowledged. But then I sat in that much longer than I needed to, awareingly, until it got to the point where I couldn't decipher my awareness of witnessing what I was experiencing and then becoming what I was experiencing. And then it was so meshed together. Where I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? This is so weird. I haven't been in this sort of mental chaos in so long. How did I get here? Until I was able through our conversations and through being in stillness and connecting to the stillness that has always been present, I was able to shed all of that and find deeper meaning as to what was trying to um, arrive. But also what's interesting to point out is that when I first got re-triggered recently, I still have the knowing the stillness will support me. That's what I need to be doing. I just need to be still and I know, and I'll know what I need to do in this very moment and that's all I need to trust into, not like trusting um, the anxiety that I was self-inducing on myself, trying to figure out like the next five steps when I have the first step that I can practice right here in the moment, which is simply to just be still and trust in that guidance. Yeah, but I think about like the past few weeks of us speaking about certain things how yesterday the realization of that came forward but while we were like the past two weeks were unfolding that wasn't there so it's like how does how did that awareness come forward yesterday about the stillness like the recognition of that because I feel when somebody is experiencing whether it's self-induced I think most of the time or like it's always going to be self-induced because we have the option whether we're going to allow drama or chaos to overtake our being or if we're going to remain in our center so at times when we are away from our center disconnected it's really difficult or challenging to recognize what's going on to then return to the knowing that we have 
So like, it's so much easier said now that we're like out of this self-induced cycle of like spirals, but while in it, it could have felt like our whole world, like that was it. And that's all we could see. So like, how did we, I think through speaking about it, number one is how like that, like that awareness came, but is there anything else that you could like suggest that you try to practice to get yourself out of the spiraling? Yes. So when it first began, um, let's say like in these last two weeks span that you speak of, like when it first began two weeks ago, um, I stopped doing most of my daily practices because I was consumed mentally by these things. Slowly as the days passed, I returned to one of my daily practices. Um, like I, I was meditating, but actually, no, the first three days I didn't meditate. And then usually I meditate for like 20 to 30 minutes um, early on in my day. And then I diminish that to 10 minutes. Like I only have 10 minutes. All of a sudden, now I only have 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> My schedule didn't change, but now all of a sudden. <laughs> it's and crazy. who tells us that? You know, like we tell ourselves that. Yeah, it's the, it's the story, the chaos. The chaos like running loose in the mind. And then that morphed into, okay, I'm going to start doing yoga now. Like before I was doing Pilates and the Pilates was so energizing that sometimes I didn't feel as grounded. So... I, I was reminded of past moments when I was like really sad. What the, the actual memory that came to mind is like when I was getting over a breakup, um, yoga was the, was the thing that like helped me. Even if my whole day I was like a mess, at least for whatever time I was doing yoga, I felt like I'm working towards bettering myself. So then I, re I resorted to yoga. I started doing yoga. Um, I started like questioning the dialogue that was going in, that was happening in my mind because I was aware that it was so ridiculous. It was so different from what I've been accustomed to as of late. Um, but I wasn't able to remove myself. The more I started like thinking about the chaos, the more the chaos, I was feeding the chaos and letting it take over me more. So instead of just like witnessing it and not associating or identifying with it. So then the story that was the root of the chaos was taking a bigger, um, taking up more space in my life and getting rooted. That story was rooting itself into my being. And it is through um, meditating, maintaining my yoga practice. I'm taking care of myself in a way that I felt I was in control of, like what I was eating, stuff like that, like on a physical. Um, and then I was like searching. I was doing a lot of like external searching books, just like keeping myself busy, trying to escape what was happening within me. And then eventually it led me back to myself. The more I spoke about it and the more I spoke about it with myself and with you. Um, so that was really helpful um, having someone who I value, like I value your opinion and I felt safe to discuss the crazy narratives that were coming into my mind. Um, it allowed me to 
like accept the root of these narratives without shame and judgment to then discover ultimately um, peace, acceptance, more self-love. Um, and that was the big realization that I had yesterday. Yeah, it's so interesting because the same way we accept the like self-sabotaging uh, thoughts, we can choose to think differently. But there's something about it when you're going through it and you're in the thick of it, that that easy, simple solution just isn't viable at that time. What the hell? It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really so wild because these concepts that I know and I feel my being that I've experienced that give it to God, trust in the unknown, trust is always working out for me, um, the, the faith and belief in miracles, knowing that I don't need to control the outcome um, because God got it. All I need to do is um, maintain my faith. But all of a sudden, I didn't have time for the things that keep me anchored to my divine connection. So it was a matter of like returning to that. And even like yesterday, getting poked by a thorn and then looking up the meaning of the specific plant that pokes me, it was like, you're missing out on your spiritual practices, on your spiritual connection. Of course, you're having all of these 3D human concerns because I've um, disconnected or weakened my connection to um, the limitless possibilities that can occur. And now I'm only resorting to like option A, B, or C, forgetting that there's more options out there than I can even fathom. Yes. It's just so ridiculous because speaking about it when you're not in it, it's so easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that's even crazier for me <laughs> is when you create a problem, like you're creating a problem to solve that you do not need to solve. You know, I think of like today when I was speaking to you. And I just put myself through like so many different scenarios and mental torment. Yeah, torment's a word, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you torment yourself. Yeah. I put myself through mental torment. And thank God I realized quickly, like it happened a lot quicker than in the past moments. And I realize why am I doing this? I'm creating a problem. There's absolutely no problem here. And I'm creating it. Okay, but can we break that down? Because how does someone who's in the midst of trying to solve a problem discover that they're the source of creating the problem when you've never had that realization or had made that connection? So I think of it in terms of a lighter, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. A lighter example, let's say you're hungry and you know you're hungry and you need to eat and you have the ability to feed yourself and that's the simple solution, but you're choosing not to. And you're just creating all of these reasonings as to why you can't eat in that moment. 
And then your body's like, hey, I'm getting dizzy. I really need fuel. I need food. And you're still like ignoring it. You're ignoring the signs that are being communicated. And you're ignoring what you're feeling because you're like so focused on what you don't want to eat instead of like what you can eat. And that's, for me, that's how I can visualize what I did to myself. That's a great example. Because what I was going to say, I was just so hyped (laughs) to say it. I had to chill. Sorry to interrupt you. No, Um, okay. (laughs) Because the realization is, is there ever a problem? Or or are all problems man-made? You know, like, do we create the problem? Oh, I thought you were going to say are all pl- uh, problems blessings. And I'm like, yes, all problems are blessings. They are that too, you know. But yeah, I don't think I don't think there is anything. I don't think problems are real. Yeah. I don't think problems are real. I think problems are. A perspective. Really, yeah, a perspective. Like, because what I was trying to say is that it's in our mind. The problem is within our mind. The problem isn't actually a problem. You can choose to, like, go through any situation without heaviness. You can choose to go through any situation with grace and ease. Yes. And it also raises the point of wanting to be in more control than we're supposed to be. You know, in certain situations where we're just being asked to like surrender, be still. Because the, the, what comes to mind is wanting to know the next few steps ahead, even though we're being given the first step. Um, and that can be applied into so many different scenarios. And just like the food example that you gave. Okay, yeah, I'm hungry. Right now I want chicken, but I only have steak. And I was like, okay, how, when can I get chicken? Last time I went, like, they were sold out. How long am I going to have to have steak before I can have chicken? You know, like, it can be so crazy. It can go, like, so left so fast. And then all of those little stories take their own life and then it just builds and builds to the problem. Then it's like, oh my God, I'm going to have to have steak for the rest of my life. It's going to (laughs) impact my health. You know, like it gets so real. It does. And I think hunger is a good example because a lot of the times when we're hungry, we're not our selves. We're not in our right state of mind to logically make decisions. Um, And that's a great example that you gave. Oh, my God, the rest of my life, I'm going to have to have steak. Not knowing that tomorrow the supermarket or wherever you buy your food is going to be stocked fully with chicken. No more steak. Now there's a steak shortage. (laughs) You know, we never truly know. And I think that's why it's so important to surrender. And these are the things, like you said, you know all of these things. And it's because we're reprogramming our minds to know these things because we weren't cultivated in a society that these things are deeply instilled in us. It's almost as if the opposite of these teachings are instilled into us. And that's where the need for control comes from because when you are raised with chaos and dysfunction, you seek to control what you can control since you feel that you don't have a grip on other things in life. 
And that's where the hyper-focusing and hyper-fixation can come into play because you're trying to establish a sense of safety for the self in any way possible. And sometimes it's in the most ridiculous of ways just because of that history that you have gone through. Yeah, especially in a society that's based around lack and fear and disempowerment. Um, Mm -hmm. Because even in this hunger example, we're privileged to even have our little fits, you know, if we have fits when we're hangry. But there's other places in the world where they truly have to anchor into their faith and trust and surrender because there's no other choice that their next meal will be granted. Yeah, it's a luxury to be able to go to the supermarket and decide and have so many options as to what we're going to have for dinner, lunch or breakfast or a snack or dessert, you know. So it's all a matter of perspective. And I think when you pointed that out about problems, problems are a perspective. It can just be as simple as that. And the solution to these problems is equally as simple. Yeah, they always they're always within grasp the solutions to whatever arises in our life is always available to us and if it's not then it's an an invitation to surrender trust relax and then when it's time to address whatever what can be perceived as a problem we'll know yeah what comes to mind to share is the importance of recognizing our mental patterns and our thinking behaviors so that we can really have the awareness to recognize when a self-destructive or self-sabotaging thought begins formulating to then rewire it and correct that thought. So a lot of the times we can look at things and be like, oh, like with a heaviness or a pessimistic view. And if you continue to allow those pessimistic thought patterns to formulate in your mind, you're going to continue feeding that energy. So even if I think this is a time where the saying fake it till you make it can come into play. Because even if a part of you feels like thinking positive is ridiculous, just keep trying it and keep faking it. Let's say you strongly dislike asparagus and you eat asparagus and you're like, oh, I love this, but you're not telling the truth to yourself. If you keep putting that positive energy and feeding your brain with love, eventually the love is going to anchor in and take hold. And I think that that's a really pivotal practice that I implemented into my own life, catching where I started having negative thoughts or self-destructive thoughts. And no matter what, as much as I believed them and how attached I was to those beliefs, rewiring them with the complete opposite of those views like really believing in the miracles even if I didn't know how that miracle was going to come just trusting and believing in it until it did happen and that's how we begin to really rewire our brains yeah and actually experience miracles because they are legit they are real and uh in the same way that we hear about miracles being like oh it's a miracle oh that's for real you know that is accessible to us um and that's beautiful that you shared that and it's also important to highlight the practice that that requires it's not a one and done it's something that we're invited to practice in every moment um but how can one begin that when they've never even had 
an experience, you know, because like we've experienced what we classify as miracles. So at least we have like a reference point that even if a certain scenario that we're we're faking it till we make it, believing that a miracle in that specific scenario will occur. At least we have references of different scenarios where miracles did occur. But someone who like is so deep in the sauce and in these patterns that don't serve them in their mind, how can they open themselves up to rewiring these limitations? I think by giving it a try, the universe wants to work with us. The universe wants to conspire all things in our favor and in our benefit. I don't see, and this is just my personal perspective and opinion and belief, I don't see the universe wanting to harm us or aid in our destruction or downfall. This world is so abundant in bountiful ways that Anything that we desire is at our fingertips. All it takes is for us to take action based on that desire or belief that we have within ourselves. And I said it earlier to you, the saying, God helps those who help themselves. Help yourself. If you want to change your circumstance and you feel that you really can't, help yourself by starting to pray, saying out loud what it is that you want then taking the small baby step actions that you need to get there. A prayer is blank and empty if you're not feeding your prayer with divine action. And I think a lot of people can sometimes want to manifest or practice manifestation. And they simply do it by just saying to the universe what it is that they want without taking the steps necessary to help themselves or even like believing deep within their self that what they're trying to manifest is possible. And that's where these things fall flat. But if you truly want to see a miracle happen, just test it out, but be willing to take the actions necessary to allow that miracle to unfold in the ways that miracles meant to unfold. Yes, in the way the miracles meant to unfold. Yes, remaining open to how we'll receive the miracle, even if it differs from the vision that we have in our mind of the miracle and not yeah and not negating the miracle because it didn't surface in the way that we imagined it to Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big one that um, a lot of us experience and then we don't associate the prayer being answered because it didn't show up in the ways that we thought it would yeah it's like the one track mind that you're so stuck on something. And I feel like we speak about this very often within our podcast episodes, that we have our eyes set on a specific goal and we're working so hard to get to that, that all of these blessing and miracles are occurring right in front of our eyes and we can easily overlook them because we're so attached to this one specific idea. And it's really remaining open and surrendering. I think that that's where the the part of surrendering comes in it's not surrendering and like just falling victims of the scenarios really surrendering and opening yourself to receive whatever it is that's meant to come your way yeah and especially when we don't know what's coming that's where the surrender is really asking of us to deeply surrender and trust and know that it's going to be better than what we could have ever imagined I think when we don't know what's coming our way, that's where the trust is super important, the trust and the faith, 
because it's like, yeah, we don't know what it's going to look like or what the next steps are, but we know that it's going to be in our favor. That's, mm-hmm. that's we're trusting it's in our favor. And then when we receive whatever it is we're receiving, we're surrendering to that, not trying to control the situation or the outcome of what it is that we're receiving or giving, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I feel that it's, there's a peace that's found in the unknown because from experience, it's always better than what I had planned. So remembering that in those moments, can be very beneficial, even if it's hard to. Um, but from just having had previous experiences where that is the case, and I feel like we can all relate to this in some capacity because we're here. You know, whoever's listening to this, you and I, we've experienced things and we've overcome, we've overcame them. So to be able to reflect back as to like, wow, you know, I did overcome that. I did um, overcome it and now I'm somewhere different or I received more than what I thought, you know, just having that perspective on our life experiences, I feel is really beneficial, especially to those where we hold um, narratives that don't empower us. Yeah, what came to mind just now when you were saying that was what on a global scale we all experience beginning in like 2019 2020 and how a lot of people thought like that was the end of times and life would never be the same you couldn't see your family you couldn't see your friends you couldn't travel you couldn't go to the store you know all of these different narratives um were being deeply believed and then look at life today Three years later, it's 2023. We're outside because it's summertime. You know, like life is so different. Mm-hmm. And that just shows like we are truly here. We have overcome so much or overcame so many different obstacles and scenarios because as a species, I think we are very resilient. And whether it's one person holding the faith or every single person who's alive holding the faith, All it takes is one person to be connected and we're going to continue moving forward. So just think about that. If one person can hold the faith and move mountains, what can every single person in this collective holding faith be able to accomplish? I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. So like positive, uplifting, empowering makes me feel like capable, makes me feel more connected to the oneness, that we got this, I feel united, I feel purposeful in my existence, in my being, even, I'm sure, even in the moments where I have no idea what's happening and I and I like feel that sense of loss and like, what am I doing with my life and all those things, you know? Yeah. It's nice to have this perspective be highlighted and remember that this is truly the essence of our experience here if we choose to see it that way and there's so much power in our perspective there truly is there is so much power in our perspective and it's like just remembering this and remembering it deeper and deeper and every time we're invited to practice it 
allowing ourselves to practice this remembrance. So in the thick of it and in times when we're self-inducing drama or conflict or chaos, whatever it is, just be reminded of these moments and know how easy it is because the power is in our hands to decide where our thoughts go and what our actions entail. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space, space to, to flow. Isn't it so crazy to speak about that though? Yes. I feel it allowed the space to go deeper with recent realizations we've had in a way that we can anchor it further into our reality and our knowing. Yes. And it really ties in together that concept of the alchemy and the healing occur in the new moments when you have new opportunity to be different. We can't, well, I don't want to say we can't, but setting yourself up to go back to past moments to heal and alchemize past moments in your present moment when nothing is occurring related to that issue can be really challenging. So it's really remembering like, okay, when I'm about to mental spiral or I'm about to create this drama for myself, I'm not going to do that. And that's how I alchemize my past and my present and my future. Yes. Um, but also, because um, it reminds me of the conversation we had yesterday that helped me get to my own realization, is in these present moments where these spirals do surface, if they are originating from a past trauma, if being able to go into like make that connection in this new moment, that's also beneficial to diminish the, t- um, the opportunities for that um, old timeline to continue manifesting, like making that connection. It's not like, oh. Yeah, I think that's where it's important, like going into the self to visit what needs healing, like to have the awareness of what needs healing. Yeah. And then, okay, now I know what needs healing. And when I'm triggered or I'm going to pay attention to see where it comes up and where it lives in my present reality to then be able to change it. Yeah. Instead of like allocating this time of like, okay, now I'm going to revisit all the things when in this current moment, in my current reality, I feel so peaceful. Yeah. It's like, I don't relate to that, but yeah. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's really important. I feel to know that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with feeling peace because we're always going to come up different things in our experience, you know, that will then that we could potentially classify as a problem if we so choose to. But in those moments where it's just asking us to grow and heal an aspect of ourselves, it's in the awareness and taking the opportunity to do so where 
the alchemy occurs in an organic fashion in a state of flow. Yeah, you're not searching to fix this problem that isn't presenting itself in your current reality. Simple. Let's leave it simple, you know, like keep it simple. But can you say it again? There's nothing wrong with peace. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, I don't know if I could say it again. I don't know what you're talking about, but yes. Yeah, That's, there's yeah. nothing wrong with peace. Ugh. <laughs> Period. Uh, pe- ah. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. Sharkisha came out. I want to be like, there's nothing wrong with peace. Yes. <laughs> Sing it. Go ahead. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong, wrong with, with peace. peace. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with peace. Hey, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with peace. Hey. There's nothing wrong with peace. Hey, hey. <laughs> we got to make a little segment for our little songs. Yeah. No, but truly, that's so great. There's nothing wrong with peace. Yeah, I love it. I was I made a, a little mantra song in the shower earlier today. I, I don't remember what it was. It was huh. like everything is great. God is here. <laughs> Something like that. I was like, yes, everything is great. God is here. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Something about how everything is great. I was like, yes, everything really is. You know, from that point of view of like the the we create the problems that aren't real. Oh, so good. I really love this episode. It's so empowering. You know, I love the revelation. Yeah. I love the empowering perspectives. Like I love when those come through. Me too. It's so good. It's so uplifting. Because like everything can be seen through these lens if like, we give ourselves the opportunity to. So it's good to be reminded of that. Two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it was two days ago. Saturday when you were working. I was going to do a tweet for the gram. Like, the post of the day. And my first tweet. And I didn't do it. But my first tweet that I had, like, typed out was. There's nothing wrong with seeing the world through rose-colored lenses. The problem is when you see the world. Uh, and I forgot, like, the last part. But I didn't post it because I was like, oh, I don't want to say it in, like, a negative way. Like, there's nothing wrong with seeing the world through rose-colored lenses. Um, but it reminded me just now of what you said. Yes. Because there's a fine line, you know, the delusion, but it's it's having the gratitude, I feel like, is what the difference is. Instead of being like, oh, why me? Why is this happening? It's like, <laughs> like okay, you know, like, because that's the underlining current is like the gratitude, the love, knowing that like God always does like the universe. Everything is conspiring in our favor and it wants to help us like you shared. So like if we can see that. Is there such thing as delusion, though, if somebody always thinks that everything is fine, even when the outside world doesn't appear to be fine? Is that delusion or is that faith? Hmm. I see where you're going with that one. Because then how do you identify, like, these last two weeks, like, when those moments surface? Like, oh, it's fine without addressing what it is. 
You know, I think there's con- there's context needed to that statement.